Thanks a lot. Uh, thanks, Susan. Thanks for, thanks for having me. Um, I hope nobody put bets on us contradicting each other because I'm not going to say anything that would, that would put my wife in a bad spot. <laughs> really put me in a bad spot. Um, I'd like to start tonight with uh, that quote from St. Catherine of Siena that is the theme here at The Flame. If you are what you should be, you will set the world ablaze. It's a great quote. Uh, so don't, please don't mistake what I'm about to say. Uh, that's my endorsement for, for our theme. Uh, it's a great quote. But for me, it can be difficult uh, because it's, it can be misleading. Uh, in my life, the way that I, uh, I was raised as a, to be headstrong, uh, I'm an officer in the Air Force. You go out and do it. I read the quote, and it's very pointed. It's pointed at me. It says, if you are what you should be, then you will set the world ablaze. And so it sets me up to think that God created me here at point A, and he wants to, me to be here at point B, and then he said go. And there's this path that I have to figure out on my own, and I have to follow on my own, and it's up to me and it's my responsibility to get myself here to point B, who I should be. And that's what I'm supposed to talk about tonight, is how I'm getting from point A, who I am, to who I should be at point B. But that's just it. I'm not doing it. God is doing it. That's really my first point. God is moving me from who I am to who I should be. And the biggest obstacle in his way happens to be me. And it happens to be my attachment to sin. I used to pray this prayer. I would say, Lord, take me to heaven kicking and screaming. At the time, I thought it was a great prayer. You know, it recognized that I'm attached to things and I'm a sinner and it's going to be difficult for me uh, to get to heaven. And so despite all of my, my troubles and my attachments, get me there anyway. Now I look back and I say, well, that's kind of a slacker's prayer because the attitude was a little bit of, I want heaven because it's this good thing, but... I don't want to go through any of the pain of removing these attachments 
So you just take care of whatever you need to take care of, and I'll grit my teeth all the way through it. Uh, it happened uh, that coming out of my pilot training, I got my very first choice of assignment, which was uh, flying large cargo aircraft all over the world. I have been to every continent but Australia. I've flown in and out of combat zones. I've had an office at 30,000 feet. And then the Air Force said, Nate, you're going to go fly drones. You're going to South Dakota, and no longer are you going to have an office at 30,000 feet. Now you're going to be flying from a basement. And then I realized I am attached to flying. And it's because I'm a sinner. Um, I didn't know I had these attachments, but the great news is that God uses those. He uses those sins. So I stopped praying that prayer because it was too painful, because God was taking the things that I was attached to uh, in order to move me along. And that's point number two, is God uses my sins to move me to who I should be, to that point B. Uh, my understanding of sin in this construct that I had of who I am and who I should be was that if I sinned, I wasn't getting myself here to point B, to who I should be. If I sinned, then I failed. I'd get angry with myself. I'd say, why can't you do this? Why can't you fix this? Why can't you get yourself to point B? What is wrong with you? What's wrong with me? But it's not about me fixing myself. God, I don't need to worry about my sins. Yes, I do need to worry about my sins, but I don't need to worry about them in the way, in the disordered way that I was. Because God uses those sins, and he uses them in concrete ways. Um, I, have, I have a history, and I have these sins that are allowing me to give this, this talk tonight. And hopefully, this will help you in your journey to being who you should be. And so God's using those sins in a beautiful new way. Um, God uses those sins. Um, I, take, my, take my wife, for example. I mean, who knows how much time off purgatory she's gotten because she <laughs> lives with me <laughs> and deals with my sin. You know, so he, he uses those sins in concrete ways. And he uses them in mysterious ways, too. Ways to, that I'll never know. Or maybe I'll only know when I get to heaven. Um, like Adam. Adam and Eve in the garden, right? And, and they sinned. Uh, I have twisted something beautiful that God gave me in my own sin. But like Adam and Eve, every year now, we proclaim... Uh, oh, happy fault, oh, necessary sin of Adam, that one for us so great a redeemer. In the same way that God brought blessing out of that sin, he's taking my life and in my sin and twisting it again back to something that's even more beautiful than what he originally gave me. Uh, but maybe the, the most uh, important way uh, that he's using my sin in me is by illustrating for me the difference between being with him and being without him. There was a time in my life where I was going to confession on a regular basis every 
two weeks, every four weeks, somewhere in there. And it was like clockwork. I was going to confession. And it wasn't because I was this great saint and I knew the virtues of confession and, and how good it was for my soul. No, just the opposite. It was because I was committing mortal sins on a regular basis of two weeks or every four weeks that I needed to go to confession. Uh, I grew up Catholic. I knew in my head that I had sinned and that I needed to go to confession. And I knew that I should, I should love God. But it took that highlighting of the difference of being with God and being without God for it to come to my heart and for me to desire it. And that's another concrete way that he's used my sin. He's used it to change the orientation of my heart from wanting, from wanting lesser things to wanting higher things. I could, uh, maybe I wanted a fancy car. Maybe I wanted a, uh, a nice house. Uh, and for a long time, I, I do want, I have wanted those things. And I, and I, you know, if you ask me right now, I'm not perfect. I, yeah, sure, I'd love those things. Uh, but there's a difference between enjoying those legitimate pleasures and wanting those legitimate pleasures. Now, I don't want those things. I'll enjoy them. If they come to me, great. And if they don't come to me, great. Because now, I want God. That's the, that's the change in my, the orientation of my heart. And so I don't pray, Lord, take me to heaven, kicking and screaming anymore. Now I pray, Lord, soften my heart and mold me to you. Because that's a lot less painful <laughs> than digging your, my heels in and, and resisting uh, the things that he's doing in my life. You know, if I say yes, then I get to participate with what he's doing in my life. And I came, so I came up here and I joined the squad and I'm flying drones. And, and I could have said, no, I don't want to do this. All I want to do is go to work, check the boxes and come home because I don't like flying from a basement. But instead I said yes to cooperate with it. And now uh, they've sent me to be the, uh, in charge of all, everyone's training. So I make sure everyone knows what they're doing when they go fly aircraft on the other side of the world from here in South Dakota. And then they sent me to go uh, take on uh, the safety responsibility. And I would go investigate accidents so that I could bring back lessons learned to prevent those. And just recently, uh, they've asked me to be a flight commander. So I'm in charge of eight officers and 15 enlisted and responsible for their training, responsible for what they do. And it's all part of how God is, is working in my life to become who I should be. And it's because I participated with him. So it's less of me, and it's more of him. He is everything, and I am nothing. He is the potter, and I am the clay. He is the creator, and I am the created. And all I have to do is say yes. And he creates me. And I've realized it's not so much about me starting at A, and moving to be, to be who I should be, it's more of God is creating me into who I should be. And that's an amazing thing because he's doing it while I'm alive 
And I get to participate with that just by saying yes, just by cooperating with what he does. And how does he do it? <laughs> I don't know. It's mysterious. Um, you could talk about grace. He does it through grace. Um, and what is that? I mean, I used to think it was this like sprinkling of good things that he would bring down on us. And that's God's grace touching you. Uh, but I've heard a, I've learned a very good definition for it that I love. And it's grace is participation in God's divine life. Uh, and how do we, how do we do that? Sure. Through the sacraments. That's the most concrete way. And that's the obvious way, but it's also through my daily life. Like I get to participate with God's creation of me because that's what he does and that's who he is and that's his life. When my little daughter wakes up in the morning and I don't want to get out of bed, but because I say yes, and I love her, and I get up, I'm tired, and I don't really want to, but I do it with joy, because I get to see her. It's, it, even in daily life, and in daily events, do I get to participate with his divine life. Um, so that's my answer. That's my answer to how am I moving from who I am to who I should be. My answer is, I'm not doing it. God is creating me into who I should be, and he's even using my sin to do it. So thanks a lot. Thanks, thank you, Nate. Thanks. Great to have everybody here. Um, you'll hear this uh, podcast and all of them on theflamerc.com. So uh, check it out. They're posted monthly. Um, and I uh, hope to see you next month. We'll be meeting on January 7th. It's the first Thursday of January. So I hope to see you all back here. Please enjoy the evening and as long as you like.